Welcome to Stepping Into Health, Inspiring Conversations with Tamara Ortigal. Join me for engaging conversations with people who are shining their light in the world. You will hear us chat about business, relationships, spirituality, community, hobbies, and health, all the things that contribute to our vitality and wholeness. Although I love to talk about food as medicine, energy healing, and other holistic modalities, at the root of my health coaching practice are these questions. Why do you want to be healthy? And what steps are you willing to take to get there? Through my podcast, I hope to increase your awareness of what is possible and to inspire you to take action. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Joanne. Hello. How are you, Tamara? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm so excited to talk with you today. As you know, my, I lost my dad in January and several of my dearest friends lost their parents as well. My husband's colleague lost her husband and I see friends on Facebook post obituaries of their friends and family and many of them are my same age. It seems like a lot of people are suffering right now. Yes. And um, I thought maybe you could offer some insights on the grieving process and how we can best support one another. Yes, that sounds great. And it's, it's so true. People are really, really grieving right now with the pandemic and all that's happening. I know there's a lot on people's plate. It's how to, to cope with it or deal with it or deal with these emotions that keep, you know, coming, coming on here. I know. And then when you have, you know, someone who's very ill, it's just really hard with, you know, the inability to be at their bedside right. the way that we should be. Right. It was my situation. My dad lived in Florida for the last 15 years and um, he had a lot of different health conditions and honestly, there were other times in previous years where we didn't know he, if he was going to make it, but, um, you know, we just, we had made plans to move him back to Illinois and really the first weekend in January, we were, you know, going to pack him up and move him back. So, um, when he got sick and, um, you know, had to go into the hospital, you know, we were like, oh my gosh, this is a, t you know, definitely a turn of events. So, um, and, uh, you know, the doctors and nurses said, please don't come. You will, you will not be allowed to see him. Um, we did lots of FaceTime calls and we sent him old pictures of, you know, him with all of our babies through the years. Sure. And, um, it just, you know, we did the best we could for 10 days. It's, to... it's heartbreaking. It's just heartbreaking. You just don't know what to do, really. Yeah. And at first you have such hope that they're going to bounce back. And then when you realize they're not and when they realize they're not. Yes then there's a whole nother set of things to deal with. So I will never forget the phone call he, you know, made to each one of us saying he loved us and that he was sorry for anything he ever did to make us, you know, sad or right. upset. And uh, yeah, that had to be so hard for him to sit there alone. You know, it's different when you can hold someone's hand or give them a hug or see their face. Right. You know, absolutely. The power of touch and, and being there is 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 just beautiful. But I I understand your feelings and you're not the only one, Tamara. It's sad. But, you you know, there's many people that have just and done it here in Illinois and couldn't, you know, be with them. Yeah, I have to say I I have such respect for him, the courage and bravery it must have taken every day. I mean, he's, he's really has a cute personality and I bet the nurses and doctors fell in love with him sure. because, mm -hmm. you know, he, he's that kind of person. And so I know they supported him a lot. I'm sure. Um, and one of the beautiful things that happened was um, we were noticing like how great they were communicating with us. And so 
we decided to send them a fruit and nut basket. Uh-huh. And we sent it to my dad and we said, dad, please, you give this to the nurses as, as a thank you from you. Right. And it turned out that it got delivered on the day that they really thought he wasn't going to survive that night. Oh. <clears throat> and so he was, he was able to say thank you to them. Oh, beautiful. And it, yeah. And it turned out that he, he did make it through that night and um, a little longer, but um you know, so that was really neat closure too, that he was the one who got to really thank them for all the, you know, tender, loving care they gave him. Yes. Yes. And that's, so. that's beautiful. And that's all that anybody can do. And these nurses are to be commended. These caregivers are to be commended because they have a huge job and they're, they're risking their life. They're putting their lives in, uh, you know, in danger with, with all. The- so yeah. um, they're the real heroes. I mean, truly they, they have a lot going. I know it is. Yeah. We are so blessed. Yeah. And then the, the whole process of preparing, you know, whatever kind of funeral arrangements that you are going to have. And um, I know in our case, we, my dad wanted to be cremated. So, and he also, he had ordered a little shell that's biodegradable and wanted to his ashes put in the shell and out to sea. And um, (laughs) it was really darling, but I think again, we weren't prepared. And so, we went against his wishes and um, we brought him back here and we had a baby that died in our family um, who's buried in Rockford. And we just really wanted him to be buried next to his son. Sure. And so we made a, we did a combination, you know, we, it was just our immediate family. We had, we played a beach song and another beautiful, you know, Christian song. And we said the, our father, and we went around in a circle and we said prayers and stuff, but we put sand and seashells and things like that in the vault that goes into the ground. And, you yep. know, we tried to have a combination of his wishes and our wishes. And nice. Beautiful. I, ho- I hope he's looking down and laughing, you know, I'm sure he is. Um, I'm sure that he is. And how creative. I mean, that's very, that's beautiful. Right. I feel like the grieving process, you know, there is so many stages and I know you're an expert <laughs> at this and I want to tell everybody, um, have you tell everybody, what it is you do. Yeah, so I, um, I am, a, I, I thank you for having me. And this is such an honor. And it's so needed to hear these days, people, people don't know how to grieve, they don't know what it is, they've never even lost a loved one. So I am a certified grief coach. And I help people who are stuck and want to move forward in life, um, move forward and uh, express their emotions that are very real and just support them and basically listen. And that's what I do best is listen. And I'm just going to start by telling my story. Uh, the reason I got into this business is unfortunately we lost our four-year-old son, Mark now 26 years ago, Mark would be 30. Um, he had a heart condition and went into the hospital and had a 10 hour surgery. And unfortunately, um, came out brain dead. And uh, it was very devastating to my husband and I, when Mark passed. Uh, I had, uh, we had another son, Brian, who was seven, and I had a five month old baby, we both had businesses, we both had to go to work, Um, didn't expect him to pass at all expected this surgery to just come out beautifully. So we were devastated and all these emotions hit us and we still had to go through life. And I, I'm a hairdresser by trade. I have a salon here in my home. And so I'm used to listening to, to clients tell me their stories and listen to them about their grief. And I decided I, I need to help people in grief somehow, some way. Um, 
I wasn't willing to go back and become, get my license and everything. So I became certified. I took a nine month um, online course and uh, the certification process uh, helped me really release the emotions that I had stuck in me. And then I just uh, formed my, my company called Ouch, It's Grief, because grief hurts. And uh, I work with clients one-on-one, and I speak about grief. I do support groups, um, whatever it takes. So that's kind of, of where I am. And it's, it's really beautiful, and it's wonderful, because these people just uh, express these, their emotions to me and let it out. And I have tools and techniques and books to read. Uh, to help them along the way. Yeah, I'm very, very sorry for your loss. I know, yeah, that had to just be shocking and heartbreaking. And, you know, back then I couldn't really talk about it. Now I can. Um, I had, my mom had passed by then. Uh, My dad wasn't in good health. So we were dealing with him. Just, it's, it's hard. But, um, you know, I had my in-laws to help me. But truly, my husband and I, we, we did this ourselves. And we, we struggled through it and um, it's, it's now we feel him around us. We know he's here. We know he's helping us. Um, but back when it happens, no, you don't, you don't have these emotions. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's hard, very hard. Yeah. Um, kind of as an interesting um, similarity in our families, I, um, I was not born when my brother died. And I was the next baby. And um, I think they had me on purpose, mm-hmm. you know, to, um, you know, carry He's on. Yeah. And I look a lot like him. And um, I think in the way that was comforting and in a way, maybe not for my yes. parents. And uh, it's, it's fascinating. My older sister and my parents gave me a little extra care, sure. you know, I, yeah, that was probably part of their grieving process yes. is to make sure nothing happened to me. And right. um it was interesting how we relate to these things that happened in our families because I have three boys and um, two of them have Crohn's disease and no one else in our family ever had like a um, autoimmune condition sure. like that before. So I think I connected to my parents' loss of my brother when my kids got sick mm-hmm. and, um, and a little bit of loss of innocence for my kids. And for me, like, wow, life is fragile. Right. And um and I think that that's kind of like where we're at with this is just recognizing life is fragile and it's temporary yeah. and, you know, there's birth and there's life and there's death and we're just not prepared. And um, no. I, I don't know that we're supposed to be. No, maybe, I, but... I, I tell my clients, I don't have the magic pill. Take this pill and it'll all go away. That uh, There's no grief 101 class to take. Uh, it's a process. We have to go through this. We have to get these emotions out. We have to, you know, release them. And until we can do this, um, we, we are stuck. I call it stuck. We, we waddle in it. We review it. You know, we rem- you know, you never forget your loved one. You're never, ever going to forget them. But we still need to move on in life. And they want us to move on. Believe me, they don't want us down here crying and stuck and not moving forward. They want to see us flourish and move forward. And, and as a coach, that, that's what I really do. And that's what I love to do. And when I see the, the light bulb go on and the aha moment, it just, it's, it's a wonderful thing here with my clients. But what we should talk about, Tamara, is the signs. People, people need to be aware 
of the signs and some of the symptoms that people have when they're in grief or when they've lost a loved one. Because, you know, you, you, you know, you bury your father, he's gone, but you know, you still have your mother, you still have everyone else who has these emotions. Um, and life goes on, life happens, but what, what we need to do is be aware of what people are feeling. And so one of the, one of of the, the signs is physical, you know, crying, um, headaches, loss of appetite, difficulty sleeping. These are things that we need to watch out for others um, after they've had a loss. Um, Another one is is emotional, and that is, you know, sadness, um, frustration, anger. Guilt is a real big one. People have a lot of of trouble with guilt and the woulda, shoulda, couldas, and I could have done this, and we should have done this. Another one is, is socially, um, they detach themselves from others. They, they don't go out. They don't go with their groups. Um, you know, the the holidays were just here. People don't feel like celebrating Christmas. Uh, so all that is part of, of, of the emotions in the grief process. And, And the last one is spiritual. You know, we're always asking us, why did this happen? You know, what, what's the purpose in all this? You know, what, what is God's plan? Um, and a lot of people, I'm just going to be honest, are angry at God. They're just really mad that they, that he took their loved one, um, and don't understand why. Um, so as, as, you know, neighbors, friends, aunts, uncles, we need to be aware of others after they've had a loss and if you see some of these um, signs that people are experiencing, which are very, very normal, uh, we need to be aware of them and talk to them. And maybe they need a support group. Maybe they just need to go out for lunch once a week. Or it's, it's hard to say what people need. But if you ask them, believe me, they're going to tell you. Mm-hmm. It is really interesting. My mother-in-law had this situation. <clears throat> she only had one sibling, and she was very close to her brother. And even though she had eight children and 20 grandchildren yeah. and this very full life, when she lost him, it was sudden. It was a surgery that he didn't survive. That was a typical surgery. Most people survive. Um, and I just think that she was so connected to him that she could not figure it out. And so like you said, she did. She stopped going to choir. She stopped going to luncheons. Mm -hmm. She stopped taking a bath every day. She stopped eating, you know, healthy, like she would just eat yogurt and like healthy food, but not enough of it. Um, And she just, you know, kind of closed in on herself. And, um, and we, you know, we didn't recognize it at first, (laughs) but when we did, it was like, wow, you know, it was really hard and she just didn't want to, you know, right back. You know, she just, and, and that's, I don't that's know. What people say to me the most as a coach, what, what do I say to people? What do I say to grieving people? And it's, it's hard to know what to say or to do, but you know, here's just a few tips. Just, just be available, you know, um, knock on their door or call them up. Or I like the texting thing. I just send people texts thinking of you today how are you doing? And it's just these little things. Um, Don't, don't talk about your stories. If you, if you do see them, let them talk, let them talk about their loved one or talk about their husband. Um, Be patient, be kind, 
be understanding, you know, bring them, bring them a pot of soup or, you know, take them out for a cup of coffee, whatever, whatever it is you feel, just a little bit of comfort. That That's all they want. They don't want you to spend the whole day with them, but just knowing people are thinking about you really, really means a lot. Um, and, you know, remember their, remember their birthdays, remember the anniversary death, um, you know, bring over a flower, it, it just uh, be creative, but don't forget them. And that's all they want. Yeah. Isn't that true? Is it, but in life, we're like that too, yes. right? Like we want to leave a legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Exactly. And, um, and so, right. We, yeah, it's, it's amazing and beautiful that, yeah. Why would we want to forget the loved one, you know, and pretend like they didn't exist before. Right. And yeah, we need to honor exactly. that. And, and, and back in the day, that's that's what happened. People died. They never spoke of him again. Oh, he's gone. Done. Well, that's not true now. We need to talk about it. We need to remember the funny stories. We need to, you know, oh, remember today was the day that blah, 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 blah happened. Or um, because they forget, you know, when, when you're in grief, your your mind is foggy. You You're not concentrating. You're not thinking clearly at all. Um, so sometimes these fun memories are just great for the, for the ones who are left here to, to remember. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. And also, yeah, like I was very close to my grandmother, um, and she was a huge gardener and, uh, she lived to 96. She was very health conscious and, um, gosh, I remember her all the time. I talk about her all the time now and she's passed many, many years ago, um, but she just is so alive in my heart, right? You know, the other thing is, you know, I tell people, keep talking to them. You know, you need to talk with your dad, ask him questions, ask him to help you say, "Uh Oh, so-and-so's got a test. Let them, you know, ask anything and everything, because believe me, they are around us. They are with us. They are helping us. When people pass over to the other side, I feel fully believe it's their job to help us down here. And if we don't ask, we don't receive. So be aware of signs because they leave little signs. They, you know, turn the TV off. They'll turn the lights on. They'll make you lose your keys quite a few times. Believe me. Um, and and we'll, we'll lose <laughs> something it. and we'll like, all right, Mark, where are you putting them? What, what do you, but I mean, you, you become aware that they are with us and it's beautiful. If you can, if you can get your emotions to understand that they haven't really left us, they're just not here in the physical being. They are around us and that helps yeah. comfort that helps people move on. But some people just are stuck in it and just remember the last days and remember the sadness. And that's why if you, you know, call people and talk with them and just jar their memory of fun things and happy times, it, it's really uh, like a lift. You know, um, I call I call um, grief not stages. It's called waves. And you start out in the morning and you're happy and it's all good. And then, you know, you hear your dad's favorite song. Oh, there you go. Down under the wave. And the whole day, you don't want to stay under. You don't want to stay down. You want to stay up. So it, it's it's waves. It's in and out, up and down, and how you handle the wave. And, you know, just going out for lunch or just going for a cup of coffee with someone, that makes their day. Believe me, it really makes their day. Yeah, that's awesome. I heard that evenings, you know, especially bedtime can be really hard for maybe sure. a spouse. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah my friend lost her mom after many many years of illness and uh 
and they had a lot of sleepovers before she passed away. And so they talked about having that be a tradition that maybe once a month, mm-hmm. you know, my friend who's my age and her two adult sure. children and her dad, um, you know, would have a sleepover and, right. uh, and just, you know, I think that's sweet trying to develop new traditions exactly. that's that um, maybe are things you did with them, you know, or in their honor. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and yeah. now with Zoom, I mean, nobody can really see. So, you know, you do, um, you know, five o'clock every Friday night, the whole family gets on a Zoom call or or however, you know, Zoom is wonderful. I mean, but so you just, OK, I'm Zooming you today at so and so get on and and that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of moving mm-hmm. forward, because, I, you know, we still we we under you know, yeah, the person's still in our heart and in our in our space. Right. We believe in energy, um, energetic aspects of this. Um, but then what about moving on? You know, like, let's say for someone who lost their spouse. Um, I, I always recommend take it slow. Don't make any big decisions. You know, it's going to take a while for this to settle in and. Um, like I said before, you're not really thinking clearly, uh, and people have to go back to work. Everyone has to go back to work right away. So, you know, you're more sidetracked. So give yourself permission to grieve. Don't rush it. Don't push it. It's, it's gotta happen. And these, these emotions have to go through you and it's, it's going to take time. Um, and that's, that's one suggestion I give everyone. Give yourself permission to grieve. And don't listen to someone say, oh, well, she should be doing this and she should be angry or she should be th-. that. That's, that's not true. People grieve in their own way. Everybody is unique and so is their grief. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people who will do um, attach to a, um, a fundraising opportunity or maybe um, raise money for a bench sure. or do you have, do you have examples uh, of people doing have, things like people that? Your... Like here, like they've planted trees in honor of, of someone or, um, that's, that's beautiful. I mean, people don't want all these gotchki things, you know, around their house, you know, do, um, uh, in memory of, or if he died of epilepsy or whatever, give to that foundation in honor of them. That's what I always suggest. Don't, uh, not that the fundraisers aren't good, but, you know, remember them some way with a tree or something. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's such a spiritual thing and it's a journey and And everyone, everyone deals with it differently. And, you know, you have brothers and sisters and they could all be, you know, feeling differently and, and, and that's very normal. But as long as people aren't stuck and just, wallowing 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 and not trying to move forward that's what we have to be aware of that's what we have to be aware of yeah right because you know we're probably going to be living on this planet for a long time Mm -hmm. without that person and yeah and so the other thing is i want to talk about is you know keeping your your um your body and getting enough sleep and eating and drinking water and and taking your supplements taking your vitamins taking um things to help your immune system um, function because, you know, your, your, your body has taken a hit here when you've lost someone. You, grief, grief really affects your body. Uh, so be aware of that. I always, um, uh, you know, eat your vegetables, eat your fruits and the um, juice plus, I don't know if you've ever heard of juice plus, but I um, 
take that because it's uh, natural vegetables and fruit in, in a little pill. So any, anything you can do to help build your immune system, um, if they have to take a nap during the day, take a nap, whatever you have to do to keep your body up because it, it will take a toll on your body if you don't let, if you let it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Actually, I am a juice plus distributor, oh! so I'm so glad that you are taking that. Perfect. That's fabulous. Yes. Um, yeah, I think we don't get it, enough fruits yeah. and vegetables. Let's face it, we just don't. And uh, so at least, you know, we're, we're trying, we're, t- we're doing it in the pill form. That's great. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a whole, it's, it's 30 fruits and vegetables exactly. in a capsule or a gummy. And it's awesome. I know, I, I do think that too. Yeah, we have to take care of ourselves. And, um, and if you notice somebody who's grieving, who isn't, you know, yeah, we have to walk right. beside them and, and help them realize they have their own, they have to take care of themselves right. um, during this time, because right, their just immune system is, is taking a hit. And um, that would be the worst thing is for them right. to and, fall you know, ill now it's, during it's the grieving winter, process. You can't get outside, but even if you could just take a short walk or, you know, I just, you know, even walk around the dining room table or just, you know, walk for 20 minutes a day in the house even or in wherever. But um, I mean, we don't want them to fall or anything, but just just keep your your body um, up and be aware of signs that that aren't. Yeah. Yeah. When you do coaching, do you, is it all individual coaching or do you do? So some what I do coaching? is I offer a free one-on-one uh, consultation to decide if we're a good fit. Cause we're not always a good fit. And then I do it. So it's one hour um, on the phone or zoom. Um, and it's, it's usually a four, uh, a four session package or an eight session package. And yes, it is one-on-one and I give them tools and techniques. They have homework when they work with me. Um, because they have to do the work. I, I don't have the, the fix or I don't have the magic wand. So I help them and guide them and listen to what they're going through. And um, it's, it's fun. It's not bad. It, it's really fun. And it makes them aware of their emotions and what they are stuck in. Yeah. Well, because friends and family can only Absolutely. do so much for each other. And for that person who needs more... Um, or needs of right. objective person. Non-judgmental, I call um, myself, because I don't know you or your family, so I'm not judging anybody. I'm just neutral. <laughs> yeah, and you're prepared for the array of uh, emotions and experience that might yes. come at you where, um, you know, people can, it's such a raw thing that people need a safe place where they right. can really... right say and say and behave in a way that they need to, to just right. And I I just wanted to talk about one other thing, you know, there's counselors, there's um, therapists, there's wonderful licensed people out there. And um, though the difference between a coach and a counselor is a counselor talks about the past, things that have happened in the past and helps you to move forward. So as a coach, I, I start like right where they're stuck and move forward because I, I don't have any training to help people in the past. But people that are stuck in their grief, that's what I do best. I help them move forward and release these emotions um, so they can move on in their life. So if people sit down and I find that they have some things that went on in, the pa- in their past, I refer them to a counselor or therapist that I, that I have because they help them best. Yeah. yeah. I love that because mm-hmm. that's how I am. 
I wanted to be a therapist when I went to college. And, um, and then I realized that I'm, I'm probably not a well, a good match for that because I'm, I'm very action oriented. So I want to hear all your situation. And then I want to say, well, now what are we going to do about it? (laughs) And if I know in my heart, I can't help them or I'm not trained to help them. Then, then I have my referrals and that's beautiful. And people refer me too. So that's, that's the beautiful thing about coaching. Um, if you know, you, you know, don't, don't take someone on that, you know, you can't help because it's, it's not going to work. No. And yeah, you can, you can say, okay, what are the steps right. you're willing to take? That's how I treat, you know, interact with people. Is there's a whole array of things you can do, exactly. but what are you, and are you to going do? to do them? <laughs> That's the other thing. And then helping to set exactly. up accountability yep. markers to make sure they get from right. point A to point B. So it's really nice. Yep. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm so glad that you have yep. this business and, um, and it's so true. So many people, you know, are, are able to, to develop this expertise from their own experience. And I'm glad that you're able to do that for yourself yes. and for your clients. Yes. And, um, and they want to talk. So- I mean, please, when, when people, when they hire me, they, they want to talk, they want to get it out. They're ready. They're, they don't want to talk to their family. They want to talk to me. And, you know, I, I appreciate that. And that's, and it's, it's all confidential. I don't discuss obviously anything with anybody. So they don't have to feel like, Oh, she's going to say something. No, it's, it's strictly confidential. Yes. I think your hairdressing training was a a great primer. (laughs) My mom had a beauty shop in our basement when I was growing up. The very first time I got my hair cut by somebody was when Uh I was in college. Yep. I know. (laughs) Yeah. They love to sit in my chair and tell me everything. It's it's fun. It's really, really fun. So, um, but the name of my company is Ouchit's Grief and you can go on my website and take um, a grief quiz and that kind of helps you decide if, if you're ready to work with me, if you need to work with me. So um, I encourage everyone who, who listens to, if you know someone that has lost a loved one, to check out my website, ouchitsgrief.com. And I'm Joanne, and I'd be willing to do a free 30-minute consultation for anyone who's, who's interested. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for that generous offer and for sharing your wisdom today. And I look forward to um, referring you to people who might be looking for a grief coach. And thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It was great to talk with you, Tamara. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Losing a loved one is never easy. I appreciate the opportunity to share my experience with you as part of my grieving process. If you have also lost a loved one and need support, please connect with Joanne Michalik at www.ouchitsgrief.com. If you like this podcast, please share it with someone you love and be sure to hit the subscribe button so you can listen to our upcoming episodes. If there's anything I can do for you, please visit my website, www.tamaraortigal.com to schedule a health chat. I would so love to help you develop a plan that addresses your specific needs. And if you're looking for the best nutritional supplement, please consider Juice Plus. As you heard Joanne and I say, it's 30 fruits and veggies in a capsule or a gummy. It's real food and can help you stay healthy, especially during stressful times. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Be well.